I'm the first to the party, please do not get the boy started Step back and drop 50 like Harden, insistent I need no assistance I make my own shots, you can't stop me, there's no way to guard him Except that you won't catch me flopping, you bring up a topic I'm catching the ball, never dropping, we covering every option Don't matter if we talking basketball, football or boxing We gon' acknowledge it, skip all the politics Honest opinions on top of that polished with No need to push an agenda, unlike the pretenders Who forcing your face who they riding with We gon' talk real facts, Hey, noise you can kill that We the ones bringing the skill back, No, you can feel that No, you been waiting on someone to bring you the real back Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn to hoofs Never late, don't mistake us for no other bullshit shows Cause we the one Party time, party time, excellent Turn it up, we turn this up Never late, don't mistake us for these other shit shows Cause we the one, oh yeah What it do, it's your boy all fudge coming to y'all with another episode of First to the Party. Today I'm gonna talk to y'all about the 76ers and this net series, crazy series. Talk to y'all about these Spurs as well and their future. And I'm gonna hit y'all with some boxing today. Big fight day. We got the Bud Crawford Amir Khan. Big fight today. A lot of people, you know, count Khan out. I can't see it. I can't see. I see Khan. He's a very skilled fighter with some elite skills. You know, so he just got a he just got a glass chin. I'm gonna talk to y'all about that one a little later. Uh, first, I want to talk to y'all about this Nets 76er series, and and this in this NBA we in now, man. A lot of these a lot of these players don't have have skill, man. Like, and and I'm talking in particular about uh, Ben Simmons, and uh, and in some facets, Gian, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, for these guys to be looked at as superstar and star players, the way they're defended in certain situations is crazy. Like, uh, basically just sag off of them and make them come to you. If you do that shit, these guys are uh, ineffective. You know what I'm saying? Ben Simmons, you know what I'm saying? This is one of the reasons why I believe that uh, the NBA – up the up the age limit to uh, three years. You know, either you can come out of high school, or you if you go to college, you got to commit for three years. Uh, similar to the NFL, um, I know a lot of people don't. You know, a lot, I know a lot of people disagree with. Um, all these players should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do, and um, why stop they back? And you know, these kids come from the hood in certain situations, and they need the money. It's a lot of black athletes in college football that need the money as well. And they come from the same hoods. And they do just fine. And I think um, it's hurting the sport of basketball. It's hurting the sport. Um, These guys, the NFL draft is much bigger than the NBA draft because of that. You know where the players, you know, know, they got three years at these schools. And they're basically um, developing their games and relationships with with fan bases. And I think um, Ben Simmons and Giannis could, well, Giannis came from overseas, but he's, he's a little bit more further ahead than Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons, I see guys in a, basically up under the rim waiting on him to come. And once he, once he, you know what I'm saying, drive towards them, you know what I'm saying, they basically got him locked up. Uh, no go-to moves. 
You know what I'm saying? Especially he could use that in the post. You know what I'm saying? He don't have any post game, no touch around the basket at all, unless he's got a full head of steam and he's in transition. And that's what Jared Dudley was saying. You know what I'm saying? He's a hell of a player in transition. But when you get this guy in the half court, this shit is, you know what I'm saying, a wrap. And I think it's hurting guys like uh, Joel Embiid. You know, when Joel Embiid is on the floor with him, you got Joel Embiid playing on the perimeter. And I think the defense is rather uh, have him shooting threes than being dominant down low in the post. And as you've seen in the last uh, two games he's played, he's been very dominant in the post, and he hasn't been uh, shooting his threes. He's been wide open. He's been taking his time, dribbling the defense down. He has good touch and can shoot out there, and that touch helps him when he dribbles it down and gets to the foul line and takes a jumper. You know what I'm saying? That's a bit, a much more, a much higher percentage shot than him shooting the threes in his in his. Uh, going in Philadelphia's favor with them getting to the line and being able to make a jump, make a free throw. So it, it makes me think about um, are these guys a good fit for each other? And I really don't think they are because of the fact that Joel is a monster in the half court. And uh, and Ben Simmons can't do shit, you know what I'm saying, in the half court. He's not a, he's not an efficient player. He's going to have to develop his game. He's got to get some type of jump shot or some type of post game. Or he's going to be uh, ineffective. The same goes for Giannis. Um, the other night, you know, in game uh, two of the uh, first round against my Pistons, uh, they held him in check in the first half. Held him in check for majority of the game and got him in foul trouble because he puts his head down and he charges player. He charges other players. So um, he's going to have to, you know, work on his jumper too. His jumper is further along than uh, Ben Simmons, but when he's shooting jumpers. That feeds into what the Pistons and other teams want him to do. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that these guys uh, work on their game. And it's in this state of the NBA where they're at right now, I'm hating uh, the state of the game and, and what these guys and how these guys are playing. We just got through watching March Madness where a lot of people are thinking that they're they're not calling fouls or they're letting them play a little bit too much. When in the reality is they're not really getting fouled. You know what I'm saying? The, that type of basketball is a much more exciting brand of basketball because these are grown men out here. So these college players, they're not manipulating the rules, using the pump fake and diving into players or throwing their head back and trying to get to the foul line. Too many times we've been watching these playoff games, and these guys um, are not even trying to score, score the basketball. They're not even trying to um, make a basketball move. They're too busy throwing their head back and trying to draw the foul. And when they don't get the foul call, that ends up in a turnover or a mispossession for your team. You know what I'm saying? And that's why the college basketball game is much more exciting to me. And I think that the NBA needs to get away from this sorry, soft bullshit that they've been uh, producing. You know what I mean? These guys uh, drawing these fouls and all that other bullshit is really, it's really pathetic and it's a sad state and it's sad to see. And I'm hoping that they get away from that. So uh, that's why I want to start with you guys on on the next segment. I'm going to talk to you guys about the Spurs and why this team shouldn't surprise you and why this team will be a lot better going forward. They have a hell of a future. Welcome back to First of the Party. I'm sitting here looking at these uh, San Antonio Spurs, and um, a lot of people are surprised at uh, the way that they've been playing. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers, you know, Popovich, is a playoff coach. That regular season shit, 
he used that to develop these young players. You got players like Derek White, you know what I'm saying, who's a, a pretty good player, you know what I'm saying, young player who's played multiple years at uh, Colorado. Spent last year developing his game under uh, Popovich and learning how to play the right way. And you got the veterans like Patty Mills and Rudy Gay and um, DeRozan and, and Aldridge, Bellinelli, them type of players still there to mentor these young players. And um, so it shouldn't surprise you to see this team playing the way they're playing. Very good basketball, very unselfish, uh, together on defense. You know, this team is pretty good, and I think they're going to be a threat. And don't be surprised if you see them in the Western Conference Finals. Um, their future is pretty bright, too. And that, and that the Rose and the Kawhi trade, they got Yaka Portal, a young player who's been developing pretty well in Toronto and spent this year uh, in San Antonio. He's a very good defensive player, plays pretty hard, good touch around the basket. And, you know, uh, this offseason, DeJounte Murray um, – Torres ACL. He was looking like a very promising young player before he did that. Well, he'll be back next year. You know what I'm saying? He's, he gets another year in the in the film room with, with Pop and learning how to play the right way as well. So just because he's not on the court doesn't mean he's not learning and still not developing his game in his mind. So, you, you know, they're going to be back with him. And we're going to – it's going to be – it's going to be – Interesting to see how to integrate him into the lineup with Derek White because Derek White has played so well. Um, Brent Forbes, another player who played multiple years. I think he played four years at Michigan State under Tom Izzo. You know what I'm saying? So, so there is a there is a place in this league for guys that's played multiple years in in college. You know, since too many times we get to hear about the potential and uh, these young 19 year old kids going first. You know what I'm saying? Or, or going before these old, uh, older kids. But these older kids know how to play basketball. You know, and these younger kids know how to hoop, but they don't know how to play basketball. They don't know how to set down screens. They don't know how to uh, box out. They don't know how to set picks or come off screens. And that shit is, is, is very vital. That's why the Warriors are winning. And that's why the Spurs keep winning. Because they have very, uh, experienced players that have played in the systems in college basketball. And they know how to, you know, come off those screens. And, and, and make, the, make the plays that you really don't see, that you can't account for in the stat box. So uh, back to these young players, you know, Brent Forbes, DeJounte Murray, Derek White, Yaka Portal. And they went out there and drafted Lonnie Walker this year. You know, so he didn't see the court this year, but he's taking the same route that Derek White took last year. Sitting this year, learning, practicing, practicing the right way and developing in that pop system. So don't be surprised if you look up next year and the Spurs – are number one in the West or um, contending to come out the West next year because this young talent, you know what I'm saying? So you got to watch these teams and watch these players. Um, another team that I, I, I want people to pay attention to is um, the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets have a lot of young talent, and they have they have talent like uh, D'Angelo Russell and Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen. Some pretty good young talent. And they have a lot of money going forward. They got enough money to get two uh, max players. Well, I think some of that money is going to go to D'Angelo Russell. And I think they should save some of that money. Save some of that money so you can pay your own. You develop three players that is making noise in this playoffs. And I know you went down 3-1. But you got to stay patient. You know what I'm saying? Actually trust the process. Don't do what Philly did and abandon the process. Keep trusting it. Keep developing these young players. 
you know, maybe instead of getting two max players, get one. You know, since somebody that can help you, uh, a, a, a four, you know, somebody that can get some points uh, in a post. You got your two um, perimeter oriented, you know, and that's what the league's going to. But that's where you're going to see some of these play these teams that's got a post presence. It's going to make an impact, especially in this in this postseason. Uh, coming up on the next segment, I'm gonna talk to you guys about some boxing. We're about to get hype for this fight tonight. Big fight, big card. It's gonna it's a lot of boxing action this tonight. Not just on the Bud Crawford card. There's another card. PBC got a big fight tonight with Danny Garcia and Adrian Granados. Stay tuned. What's going on? Talking to y'all about this fight tonight, man. Big fight. Bud Crawford, Amir Khan, top rank, has a hell of a card tonight. Hell of a card. Shakur Stevenson, Tiafimo Lopez, two young up-and-coming prospects that are the future of boxing. We all know Shakur Stevenson just got in trouble in the law with a big street fight. Uh, him and another uh, uh, young 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 fella, uh, I guess, uh, jumped another uh, person or and hit a female. We don't know the legal situation right now, but I know we're going to see if tonight if he's distracted by the uh, legal situation, what's going to happen with him in the legal situation. We don't know. So uh, interesting to see what he's going to do tonight in this big fight on this big card from top rank. Uh, Tiafimo Lopez, this guy is amazing. Big, strong fighter. Uh, he's fighting at 140. Uh, today he actually kind of uh, – he's actually fighting at 135. But um, – this kid is, he struggled to make weight. Um, just the other day, he was at 142, and he almost didn't make weight. And he got down to 135. We're going to see how uh, that affects him and his fight tonight. And if he's struggling to make weight at 35, that big fight with Lomachenko that he's been pushing for may be in doubt. Um, and we might see him at 47 soon. You know what I'm saying? We might see him fighting at 147 and joining that crop of fighters. And um, I know that top rank could use that. Because right now they only have one elite fighter at 47, and that fighter is Bud Crawford. And after this con fight, you may see Crawford go uh, the Kell Brook route, uh, or you know, and, or wait and see if Tiafimo Lopez can garner a name in the next you know year or two, and then go after him. You know, what I'm saying because uh, everybody is talking about the um, Earl Spence fight, and. We know how Bob Arum is. We know the type of game and the type of way he promotes his fighter. Um, I don't know if if that's the fight they want right now. Uh, he's the type of guy that, like what he did with Pacquiao, he uh, used Mayweather to uh, build Pacquiao. Everybody that Mayweather fought, Pacquiao fought, until eventually they made the fight. Um this could be a different case because Bud is an older fighter. He is an older fighter. I think Bud is over 30, maybe 31, 32 years old. So with that being said, uh, it might be, it make more sense for him to fight Spence now before he gets too old and he really starts slowing down. Um, last fight, we seen uh, him slow down a bit. Last fight. Uh, it was a pretty close fight with a fighter that was on one leg, basically. But the guy was fighting pretty well, so... Um, we're gonna see how this play uh, plays out with um with Crawford, but uh, like I said, big big card with those guys, and we're interested to see how these young guys are playing. 
But to this Bud Crawford and uh, Amir Khan fight, a lot of guys got uh, Bud Crawford as the favorite. And there's nothing wrong with that. I actually got him as the favorite. But I see this fight as being more uh, a lot closer than a lot of people think. Uh, Amir Khan has some elite, elite level skills. Uh, maybe the has the fastest hands in boxing and has some pop behind him and has some power behind him. Uh, I think that Floyd didn't want to fight him because of how fast he was. Uh, but we all know the downfall and the, the weakness and the glaring weakness that Khan has, and that's his chin. He has a he has a very weak chin, very weak chin. He's been tested. We've seen him uh, lose fights to Danny Garcia at 140, and we've seen him get knocked out by Canelo at 154. But let's not overlook the fact that Amir Khan is undefeated at 47. Amir Khan is undefeated at 147. Another thing is when he lost to Amir Khan, I mean, we lost to uh, Canelo Everest. Canelo is a naturally bigger fighter. Canelo, I think, came into the ring at fucking 170, 175. And he, he fights at 160. You know what I'm saying? He fights at 160, 168. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a middleweight. That's a middleweight fighting somebody that fight was fighting regularly at 140 and 147. So, of course, them punches are going to knock him out. Um, another thing we got to... Uh, Acknowledges this. In that fight, Amir Khan was winning that fight before he got caught, before he slew down. Um, you asked a, a smaller fighter to put on weight and take punches from a guy that's 20, 30 pounds heavier than him. Come on, man. Let's not hold that against this guy. This guy is elite. And I think that if this fight goes the distance, we all know how good of a fighter that Bud Crawford is. Bud Crawford is a very, very skilled boxer. He's very good. He can switch dances, go softball, fight orthodox and all that. But the quicker fighter is Amir Khan. Amir Khan is elite. And I, this is my first to the take prediction right here. If this goes the distance, we can see something similar to that Wilder and Fury fight where they give it a draw. And I think particularly uh, it makes more sense to do a draw. Because there's not a lot of fighters for Bud Crawford to fight after this. And if you're American, why not go for the payday? So I think if it goes the distance, they're not going to take the title from Bud. And it's going to be a draw. But I think if it goes the distance, I think Khan is winning this fight. I think Khan is winning this fight if it goes the distance. Uh, another card tonight, uh, Danny Garcia is returning. Danny Garcia is in a big fight against uh, Adrian Granados. For PBC fans, uh, they're fighting under the Al Heyman banner. Uh, Danny Garcia is a fighter that is uh, still has the name at 147, but has had some uh, some tough outings late, lately. Some real tough outings lately. Uh, lost to Keith Thurman and a loss uh, to Sean Porter. Uh, Sean Porter is a champion at welterweight, and so is Keith Thurman. So uh, that is something that... I think we got to look look at. Uh, he's, he's a lot of people think he's on a down downhill or on a downgrade, but I think that uh, Garcia in those last two fights, I think he, I thought he beat Porter and I thought he beat uh, and I thought he beat uh, Thurman. So they were close fights. This guy is somebody that still has a name, and I think if he is victorious tonight 
and in some uh, an impressive fashion, he can get his name out there for some bigger fights. Uh, maybe Al Heyman can make a deal with uh, Top Rank and get him in the ring with uh, Errol Spence. Or maybe uh, you can see him uh, get a shot at Spence. You know, or I mean, Bud Crawford or Spence. You know, so those are the two top welterweights. And if you can't make the fight with uh, with um, Bud and and, uh, and and Spence, maybe you can get Garcia and Spence in the ring, or you can get Garcia and Bud. You know, saying work out a deal. Um, I know uh, Spence called out Pacquiao, but Pacquiao don't seem to be interested. And fighting them. So with that said, uh, maybe you could get Garcia Pacquiao. I think you could possibly pull off another pay-per-view fight. Or you can get him on Showtime. Uh, Pacquiao still has the pay-per-view uh, uh, draw, as we've seen with him and Broner. Um, the fight wasn't really all that good. Maybe that was a lot on, on Broner's output. But uh, maybe a Danny Garcia Pacquiao fight might be a lot better. Um, so it, it all depends on what we see from Danny tonight. If Danny wins in impressive fashion, maybe you can see Danny getting a rematch with Thurman. Maybe you can see Danny getting uh, Porter again because Porter seems to look like he's scared of uh, Spence too. Uh, maybe uh, Spence and Danny, you know, go at it. So uh, pay attention to this fight tonight. Um, some other news in boxing: Jarrell Big Baby Miller failed three drug tests. So the fight June first with Anthony Joshua, is now off. So that's a big bummer. I was looking forward to seeing Big Baby and Joshua, two of the, uh, two of the best uh, heavyweights in um, the division right now. Um, right now, we can only hope that uh, uh, Hearn goes out there and Eddie Hearn goes out there and get, gets us a, a suitable uh, replacement for Big Baby. We don't want to see any of these no-name uh, fighters fighting uh, Joshua. We don't want to see any these guys that we don't even know of fighting Joshua. We want to see a top heavyweight fight Joshua. Uh, we know it's not going to be Wilder because Wilder got a big fight against uh, Dominic Brazil. We know it's not going to be Usyk. Usyk. We know they're going to draw that matchup out. The fighter I want to see him go against, put him in there with King Kong. We don't want to see Dylan White again. Although Dylan White did fight him well, we want to see King Kong. King Kong fought Deontay Wilder very, very good. Some people thought he almost got him. It was a big, it was a good fight. Now we want to see if Joshua could go out there and knock out uh, King Kong. Wilder went out there and knocked him out. See if Joshua can do it. King Kong, for so long in his division, has been the boogeyman. If you're the top heavyweight, fight the top heavyweights. You got to open it right now. King Kong doesn't doesn't have anything going on. Put us put it put it on put it put it out there. Joshua versus Ortiz. Yes, Ortiz has some history with felon drug tests, but that didn't stop him from getting in the ring with Wilder. Wilder fought him. He was clean when he fought Wilder. He fought Wilder tough. He fought Wilder well. It was a very close fight until Wilder knocked him out. Put him in the ring with with Joshua. Show us that you're the best. Show us that you're the best. Time after time, we see Wilder go out there and fight the top heavyweights. He done been in the ring with Fury. We know you're not going to fight Fury. We know that uh, Bob Merriman is not going to put you in the ring with Fury. Fury has a big fight. I mean, he has a, a fight coming up with somebody that we don't even know. Coming up for top rank. We expect him to go out there and beat my man. Clear as day. Um, go out there. Put him in the ring with Dog. 
Let's see what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Let's see these big fights. It's time for us to start seeing the big fights. You know what I'm saying? In the heavyweight division, it always has that big fight feel and has that galore. You know what I'm saying? That aura. You know what I'm saying? Everybody gets up for the big heavyweight fights. Joshua, you're fighting in America. You're fighting in New York. Go out there with a bang, main event, a big fight at Madison Square Garden. Your first fight in America against a top heavyweight contender. You had Big Baby Miller. Big Baby Miller fucked up and dropped the ball. Go out there and fight somebody like Ortiz. Another big fight coming up. Canelo Alvarez is going to step up and fight Danny Jacobs. That is a super fight. And a lot of people, again, underestimate Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs lost to Gennady Golovkin, somebody that Canelo just beat. Controversially. We all know. A lot of people thought that Triple G won. I thought Triple G won. Uh, Canelo fought better in the second fight. He lost the first fight, but I thought Triple G won this fight. Um, we all know what's going to happen when you're dealing with De La Hoya and Golden Boy. But uh, Triple G fought Danny Jacobs. Besides the drop, I thought Danny Jacobs beat Triple G. So with that being said, Danny Jacobs is in a position to really fuck some shit up, especially in this, middle, in, in this middleweight division. Danny Jacobs is the most athletic fighter in that division, and I think he is going to give Canelo fits. Canelo has a hard punch and is a very good boxer, maybe the best boxer in the game right now. But Danny Jacobs is very capable of beating him. I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Jacobs pulled off the victory. So, like I said before, pay attention to these fights coming up. Danny Jacobs and Canelo is going to be a great fight, awesome fight. I can't wait to see what's going to happen there. Uh, Lomachenko, what's next for Lomachenko? Is it going to be Danny? I mean, is it going to be uh, Tank? You know what I'm saying? We don't know. Tank has a, a fight coming up against uh, Uriokis Gamboa. Uh, Gamboa was a was once a, a top fighter. He's been winning a lot of his fights lately. Uh, he lost to Bud Crawford at 130, 135, one, one, yeah, I think it was 135, you know what I'm saying, in a good fight where he was tagging Bud, and Bud, you know, tagged him. It was a very good fight. Um, Tank is one of those, he's an up-and-coming fighter. He's in that Lopez, uh, Ryan Garcia, Shakur Stevenson, uh, Devin Haney conversation. He might be a little bit more uh, advanced than they are. And that's because of uh, him being with Mayweather and Mayweather pushing him like that. The one thing I want to see from Tank is cutting the bullshit. This guy right here is, is a very talented fighter with speed, power. He's very explosive. He looks like a baby Mike Tyson. He has the skills and all the tools to be a pound-for-pound fighter in this game. But he has to cut the bullshit. All the shit outside the ring. Uh, I would love to see him distance himself from Broner. Adrian Broner has pulled down uh, a lot of fighters and his ha- and pulled on himself. All these habits of uh, coming into camp overweight. Now you're fighting in camp to cut weight instead of fighting on working on your skills and getting better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the good thing that I like that um, Tank is doing is fucking with um, Cap Cunningham. Coach Cunningham is a very good coach, and he gets these guys together. He instills discipline into his fighters. And I think he's developed Broner to a higher level as well. Broner is just uh, trigger shy. He's trigger shy. 
ever since the Maidana fight, he's been holding his punches and not throwing his hands. He's been right in the right spots and boxing well. He's been in the right spots to throw punches. He just hasn't been throwing punches. But And that's where Tank is. Tank has the pop and ain't been caught. So Tank ain't scared to throw shit right now. But Tank got to cut the bullshit. All this out there with rappers and, and being around that shit and fucking around with Broner in the strip club and in the clubs and shit. Focus on your craft, young fella. Get your ass in the gym. Work on your shit. Stay in shape. Stay ready. If you can't fuck around with it at 130 and 135, go to 140. Go to 140. If you go to 140, you'll be straight. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm looking at and I'm hoping for is for Tank to go out there and perform well against uh, Gamboa and do his thing. Um, Maybe we can get the Lomachenko Tank fight. Uh, Tevin Farmer has been asking for uh, Tank. Tank and Tevin Farmer have been going back and forth. Tevin Farmer is a fighter that really don't bring much to the table right now. He's the champion, but uh, a lot of people don't know who Tevin Farmer is. He's a slick fighter. He's pretty good. But uh, a lot of people don't know who he is. So Tank is shooting from the bigger fighters and shooting for the moon. Um, who else are we looking at? Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia. Some of these young fighters coming up. Hopefully we can see them in the, in the future. Uh, Gary Russell's coming up. He's on the undercard for, on the um, uh, Deontay Wilder card. So we're going to see Gary Russell Jr. fighting. And he captioned under announcing the fight, I want Leo next. That's a big fight. Gary Russell Jr., Leo Santa Cruz, that'll be a huge fight at 125. That's a good fight, uh, 125, 130, around that range. That's where they're fighting at. Um, Gary Russell is an explosive, skilled, fast fighter, maybe the fastest hands in the land. But the issue with Gary Russell is he fights once a year. You know what I'm saying? He's taking the Mayweather approach, but you don't have the Mayweather following. You don't, you know, you're not... Uh, grasping everybody's attention and you're not fighting on these uh, big cards. Fighting on the Wilder card is huge for him. That's smart by PBC to put him on the Wilder card because there's going to be a lot of eyes on that card because of Deontay Wilder. So before the Wilder fight, you're going to see Gary Russell Jr. and you're going to see how explosive and how exciting of a fighter he is. So kudos to uh, to, uh, um, Al Heyman and PBC. I hope they keep going and, and keep promoting this kid. And I hope he gets more active. I hope he gets more active and fights more fighters uh, this year. Hopefully we can see him two to three times a year, like a lot, like a lot of these other fighters. Or at least twice. Give us twice. Give us two fights, you know, two, two times a year. So um, that's what's going on in boxing right now. Um, very excited. Uh, I know a lot of boxing fans around me, not just because it's me talking boxing, but, you know, this boxing game is probably the best it's been in a while. It's a lot of good fighters and a lot of top fighters. With that being said, 2K, EA Sports, y'all need to get y'all head out y'all ass and give us what we want. And what we want is a boxing game. Bring the fight night back. Bring that shit back, man. We tired of seeing this bullshit. We tired of playing this UFC shit. We want to box. We want to stand up and box. We want to wrestle and tussle and all that bullshit and kick. We want to sit up there and square up and get no sweet science. There's so much shit that they can put in these boxing games, and that'll be some dog-ass shit. EA, 2K, you know what I'm saying? One of y'all come to the table and get it together. Uh, There's so many fighters now that we can play with. Uh, There's so much shit that you can put on a video game now. 
from a story mode to a career mode with current boxer or creating a boxer. Give us some shit, man. I would love to see something like you adding press conferences in there. Uh, you the ability to duck and dodge fighters, uh, promote fights and shit like that. So I mean, hey man, give us what we want. EA has been too long. Uh, Fight Night Champion, y'all seen y'all seen what happened when Fight Night Champion came back out for Xbox One? Everybody went out there and downloaded, and some some people went out there and bought it. Come on, man, bring that shit back, man. Be ready. It's about that time for us to have a boxing game. It's been too long. But this your boy, y'all fudge. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. I'm gonna stay with y'all. We got I'm gonna got some more shit coming to y'all because my Detroit Lions is drafting this Thursday. We are drafting at number eight, and I got a and I got a pick that I wouldn't be surprised. If they win, grab. So stay tuned this week. I got some NFL draft content coming up from my Detroit Lions. And I got some insight on other teams too. If y'all can, if y'all want to, y'all can inbox me, uh, comment on some of this shit, and give me some questions or some topics y'all want me to discuss and talk about. Again, this your boy, Y'all Fudge. And I like to say I'm first to the party.